Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Show, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. Friday, March 10th, 2023, and I welcome you to another edition of the Jamel Sanders Podcast. I mean, the time is really, really going fast. We're in March. We're a few weeks away from ending the first quarter of 2023, and I hope that you are satisfied with the progress that you have made along the way. I am so honored, as always, to be with you and to have the opportunity to serve you and to do life with you. I am excited. We're in the middle of a series that has just been absolutely amazing. I cannot tell you how long this series is going to go. We were supposed to get through the second pillar last that didn't happen. I don't know how far we will get today, but what I can tell you is that if you will put these principles into practice that I'm sharing in this series, it's just going to transform your life in a tremendous way. So I hope you'll stay tuned. I want to say hello to anybody that may be listening to this podcast for the first time. Thank you for taking the time out of your life, your day, your schedule to join me for another edition of the Jamel Sanders Podcast. This is more than a show. This is a platform that was created more than a decade ago with one central theme and mission, which is to empower individuals to fulfill purpose and to maximize their greatest potential. And through uh, intriguing conversations, inspiring guests, intentional tools and strategies, we want to help you live your greatest life every single day. That has been the goal from inception that will always be the mission and the driving force behind this podcast and what we do on this platform. So thank you for tuning in. I want to say hello to those of you that are regular listeners. You may be listening to me on, excuse me, Apple Podcasts. Hello. I'm excited about the exclusive content we're going to be putting on Apple Podcasts, and I can't wait to share more about that in the near future. Hello to those of you listening to me on Um, Google, hello to those of you that are listening to me on uh, Stitcher, hello to those of you listening to me on iHeartRadio, everybody knows I love iHeartRadio, such an amazing platform, hello to those of you listening on Spotify, Spotify has been amazing to this podcast, Um, when we looked at the data and analytics from last year, Spotify Spotify blew it out of the water every single time, and not only that, but the listeners and the countries um, that are tuning into this podcast are unbelievable. It's amazing, so I'm so grateful that you're listening around the world and that you're getting some value from the platform. Hello to those of you listening to me on Amazon, Audible, or any platform that I may not have named. I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to serve you. I would love to connect with you beyond this podcast. Please reach out to 
me through our website. You can go to www.jamelsanders.com. Again, that's www.jamelsanders.com. There you'll find a whole plethora of empowerment resources and tools. You'll find out more about me, the work I'm doing around the world, and so much more. Beyond this podcast, I am founder and the CEO of Jamel Sanders International, LLC, a global management consulting advisory firm. We work with leaders around the world, giving them the tools, strategies, insights that they need to be on the cutting edge of their industries and to lead change in the world. And so I have the privilege of consulting and advising leaders in business and government around the world and helping them to come up with real-world solutions. So you can find out more about me, uh, our services, products, uh, seminars, conferences, symposiums, keynotes, all of that information there. You will also find a link to all of my social media platforms with the exception of TikTok, which I believe is official Jamel Sanders. And you can also sign up, sign up for my mailing list right there on the homepage as well. So I hope that you will connect with us beyond the show. And I am active on social media, so I love engaging and doing life with you. Before we go to break, I want to recommend two resources to you really quickly. First of all, I wrote a book a few years ago called Significant, Reclaiming Your Personal Power in a World That Discounts Your Difference. It's a book about identity. How do you awaken to your significance, and how do you have the courage to become who you were born to be? We delve into taking your personal power back, uncovering your true identity, uh, owning your difference and showing up in the world as the greatest expression of who you were created to be. Get the book from Amazon, Kindle Nook, or wherever uh, books are available. They should have it on their platform. And, of course, my newest book, it's only been out a few months, Pressure, Unlocking the Power of Prophetic Intercession. It is transforming lives. It's a powerful book about prayer, my journey, my spirituality, the lessons I've learned along the way, what is prophetic intercession? How do you bring a prophetic promise out of the intangible realm into the realm of visibility? Uh, how do you give birth to prophetic destiny? How do you overcome challenges and adversity and use them to your prophetic advantage? We cover that and so much more. You can get pressure from Amazon, Kindle Nook, and most major distributors have access. I'm amazed at the impact that this book is having. I was a little... Uh, unsure about how it would resonate because it's a bit different from the path that I traditionally write about, but it has had a great impact, and I'm hearing so many stories of personal transformation and breakthrough. So thank you so much. I want to take a quick break, and I don't want to waste any time. I want to get into this. We'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to The Jamel Sanders Show, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world.
All right. Welcome back. So we're in the middle of a series called Growth, The Journey to a Better You, and this is part three today. I started the year off with a series called Saudi Off Right. It went a lot longer than I wanted it to go, but that seems to be the case for me whenever I'm talking about anything. So um, I felt like the next topic was growth, and when I tell you that this was a timely series, this was a timely series. Um, I ran into some challenges about a week and a half ago that just really – um, if you know the terminology of a sucker punch or a gut punch, it was one of those gut punches, and it just kind of kind of rattled me. You know, one of those hits where you kind of get disoriented and discombobulated and you're trying to figure out, okay, where did that come from and how do I reset and get myself together in the midst of this? And so... It was just one of those weeks. I was telling my assistant, it was one of those weeks where you just breathe and you say, okay, let me regroup and let me get some things together. And, I mean, it's a phenomenal time in my life. So many great things are happening at once, and some incredible opportunities are emerging, doors opening, but certain things just catch you off guard. And so I felt like this series was so timely to where I am in my life, especially on last week, because it really forced me to do a lot of growth um, at an even deeper level. And I can't wait to share more about that with you as well. So let's get into this. As someone that has given his life to helping and empowering individuals to fulfill purpose and reach their full potential, I've discovered that many are searching for answers about life. And in particular, people are intrigued about what it takes to produce a better life. This is a question that I have pondered and probed and pontificated for many years. And every time I begin to dwell on this question of what does it take to produce a better life, it is so many layers to it that it just begins to unfold to me. And so when I started writing for this series, I said that I was going to do four parts and I was going to cover four concepts and that was going to be the end. Well, Part two last week did not go according to plan, and I didn't even finish the lesson, and I said, this is going to be more than four parts. And then, like, two other dimensions of the topic came to me. So I don't know how long this is going to go, but I feel like it's needful because if this year is going to be different for you, it's not going to be just because you get more information more inspiration, more motivation. I think the thing that is going to be different for you this year is your ability to take information, take insight, take wisdom, and to convert and translate that wisdom into actionable steps in your life that is going to really determine the difference. I think the thing that makes me so unique, whether I'm doing a podcast or writing a book or advising leaders or speaking on a stage or consulting somebody, the thing that makes me different is I'm going to give you real solutions. There's a lot of fluff in the world. Everybody has quotes. Everybody has inspirational videos. Very few people are really doing the work. What they're doing is recycling and reciting what they've heard somebody else do, but they don't have reliable and verifiable proof that they produced in their own lives. And so I'm not fascinated with all of that because I want to see if the proof is in the pudding. I want to see how you have been able to 
translate this into real-world application in your own life. And what I've learned is that a better life does not come without addressing the bleeding of the soul. And what I see in the world today, and anybody that knows me knows I'm going to be frank about it, I'm going to be blunt and honest about it, we have a lot of people with a lot of masks on. Social media gives people the potentiality to be whoever they want to be. And the danger in that is that people can be whoever they want to be without being vetted, without being authenticated, without being verified. All they have to do is put up a a platform and claim authority, even if they have no experience to validate it. And so what happens is you have all of these dysfunctional unhealed, unhealthy people trying to be experts and tell the world what they feel like they should be doing with their lives when they haven't conquered or mastered anything in their own lives. And so you cannot move forward until you address the things that are manipulating your soul and bankrupting your success. I've come to understand that you cannot create a better life with a bound soul. Write that down. You cannot create a better life with a bound soul. And what we have is a lot of people in bondage trying to prescribe a prescription of breakthrough to other people. You can't do it. You've got to come out yourself before you can bring somebody else out. And I've never seen so many people that want to claim authority with zero execution. You have no execution, but you're the authority. What makes you the authority? What experience do you have? What expertise do you have that makes you the authority? You're not an authority because you call yourself an authority. Authority is something that has to be established. You establish authority through demonstrated consistency and mastery in a particular area, and I don't even have time to unpack that today. But what we have is jacks of all trades, masters of nothing. They have not mastered anything, but they are going to teach the world how to master all of these things, and I just find that ironic. Uh, The bound soul will always war against you being your best self. Let me say that again. The bound soul will always war against you being your best self. So I see a lot of people, they have great potential, they have great uh, charisma, they have great talent, but there are things that are lacking in their lives, and they will always be gifted. And you've heard me say this before, talent is never enough. I'm much more interested in the character of a person. And let me say this about character. Character is not something that you are born with. Some Character is something that you develop. Write that down. Character is not something that you are born with. It's something that you develop. And I found that the loneliest road in leadership and power and influence is the road of character development. Nobody wants to be developed, but everybody wants to be great. And what happens is when we promote the gifted at the expense of their character, we produce corrupt and immoral leadership. And that's why we have such a crisis of leadership in the world, because we promoted people simply because they were gifted. We never took the time to examine the character defects and inadequacies that had the potential to trip them up and cripple them so that they can't reach their full potential. And so in a world that is mesmerized with talent, I am concerned um, about mirroring a life that is reflective of truth. Let me say that again. 
in a world that is mesmerized with talent, I am concerned and consumed with mirroring a life that is reflective of truth. And so a lot of people just want to be seen, they want to feel important, they want to feel powerful. I want to be truthful. I want to be authentic. I want to stand in the authentic truth of who I am to own that and to show up in the world as the greatest expression of who I was created to be. I want to steward influence well. I don't want to talk one thing and live another. I don't want to uh, quote something that I have not put into practice and made a premise and foundational pillar of my life. I want to live the message. I want to breathe the message. I want to be the message. And I think that what's missing in the world today is we have a lot of championing a message and not a lot of mirroring it. you got to mirror, mirror the message. And in order to mirror the message, you have to marry the message. That means that you have to become one, or as I spoke about in a teaching that I did, indivisible. You have to become indivisible with the message that you're proclaiming. And so, in other words, it's much more important to value process than the vanity of performance. Let me say it again. It's much more important to value process than the vanity of performance. You know, as you move up in the world, as more success happens, as more opportunities come to you, um, you begin to realize that there is a vanity that comes with performance. And so there are rooms I enter, there are individuals I see, and when I see them on the stage, there is such a repulsive nature that I get from them. There's such a pride, arrogance, egotistical, uh, opportunistic attitude and approach that they have that is just not productive for leadership and sustainable influence. And so they appear great before men, but they're private failures. There are so many things that they have not mastered or conquered in their lives that is going to ultimately sabotage their success if they don't address them. And so our potential is useless without self-mastery. Write that down. Our potential is useless without self-mastery. I believe that the reason that God put me on this planet was for empowerment, and everything that I do is geared towards the empowerment of humanity. And one of the greatest dimensions of empowerment is self-mastery. Um, a lot of people say you have so much wisdom and so much insight. Where does this come from? Well, it comes from life. It comes from living and lived experiences and learning the lessons that life has been trying to teach me along the way. And as I have done this work, it brings a certain measure of self-mastery. And so when you encounter different individuals, you begin to see those that have really done the work versus those that have simply been promoted because they were talented or gifted. And so, yes, performance is great, but if you are not processed to the platform that you're performing on, your leadership and your influence is going to be unsustainable. And so it is impossible to dominate life without first dominating your own world. And this goes back to what I was just saying. We have a lot of people they want to give a lot of advice. They want to give a lot of information. They want to claim mastery and expertise, but they haven't mastered their own lives. They, if you look at their world, they are imploding from the inside, and they're not doing the necessary things that are going to make the adjustments 
to fine-tune their lives to the place that they need to operate. And so we, we live in a culture that is addicted to inspiration and motivation. Everywhere you look, you see inspiration and motivation. And that's one of the things that I grapple with with social media. My Everybody, my assistant and those that work close with me will tell you that there are seasons that I say, why am I on social media again and should I stay on social media? And they say, yes, you should stay on social media. But it's so many messages coming and so many conflicting perspectives and everybody has an opinion. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. I'm concerned because we are addicted to inspiration and motivation. And what happens is we begin to crave soothing, but we detest the work that goes into strengthening our lives. Write that down. We crave this soothing feeling about our lives, but we uh, detest the work that goes into strengthening our lives. And so you got to do some work. It's not going to be easy work. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be demanding. I always say that the most demanding thing in life is the demand of development. Write that down. The most demanding thing in the world is the demand of development, and very few people are willing to meet that demand. We'll meet all the other demands in our lives, but we won't meet the demand to develop because we know that it's going to cost us. And so you will never transform your life uh, because of appeasing mediocrity. You transform your life by choosing to adjust your mindset. Let me say that again. You will never transform your life because of appeasing mediocrity. You transform your life by choosing to adjust your mindset. And so I believe that this series is so important because the betterment of your life requires the betterment of your mind. You've heard me say this so many times, that your moments are a mirror of whatever is living in your mind. And so if we can change your thinking, we can change the trajectory of your life. What's the one thing that can change everything about your life is your thinking. And as you change your thinking and you adjust your thinking, it begins to alter the trajectory of your life and what is ultimately possible for your life. And from the start of this series, I set out to be transparent and tactical in helping you make the shifts that will produce a better life. Ultimately, a fragile soul is not a free soul. And so we have a lot of fragile people um, at the forefront of change and leadership and influence in the world, but they are not free. And so what happens is living fragile is not living free, and a whole life is not cannot be built on a weak foundation. And so what happens is we got to begin to do the work of shoring up the foundation so that we can build something that is sustainable and built to last. Time to stop. Uh, piecing our lives together and begin to uh, understand that it's time to do the work to heal our lives once and for all. Let me say that again. It's time out for us piecing our lives back together, and it's time to make the decision to ultimately heal your life. This is what I know from experience. Some things need to be disregarded in order to break your way into the next dimension. Some things need to be disregarded in order to break your way into the next dimension. And some things are better off left broken in your life. Write that down. 
some things are better off left broken in your life. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I'm one of those people that has tried to salvage things that I simply needed to release. I've tried to repair things that were irreparable. I've tried to mend things that were beyond being mended. And there comes a time in your life where you just have to let certain things go. You have to close the chapter and make the decision that you're going to move on with your life. Some things do not belong in the blueprint of a better life. And I think that a lot of the misery and the pain and the unhappiness that so many people in the world feel today is because they are trying to get things that belong in a past season to live in a present moment in their lives. And it's illegal. It's a violation of laws and principles, and it only produces cycles of misery and pain in your life. There are still um, some things in your life that you just have to be willing to part ways with in order to step into what's truly possible for you. We're still dealing with the second pillar to growth, and this is the pillar of belief. And so what we have to understand is that these persistent thoughts and destructive patterns are threats to progress for a moment. When you begin to find yourself constantly, what I call looping, a psychological construct or thought pattern or process in your mind over and over, and you know it's not healthy, it's not productive to what you're trying to create or who you're trying to become, you have to begin to deal with this because this is going to be a threat to your progress. And some ways of thinking have persisted so long in our lives that they have attempted to establish a permanent residence in our lives. Write that down. Some ways of thinking have persisted so long in our lives that they have attempted to establish permanent residence in our lives. And for me, I'm just going to be very transparent because that's the only way I know how to be. For me, those were uh, self-limiting beliefs and perceptions that I healed for a very long time that told me that certain things were not for me, that I didn't belong in certain places, I didn't deserve certain things, I could never attain to certain things. Those were the things that I had to begin to deconstruct from my mind and begin to uh, deal with those thoughts, get to the root of them, and begin to replace them with the thoughts that I wanted to see flourish in my life. While these thoughts will uh, not be easy to replace, uh, what we have to understand is that replacing them will be essential to renewing your mind and reclaiming the moments of your life. So I'm not promising you that this is going to be easy, that everything is going to go according to uh, just ABCD, but what you do have to do is you have to commit to doing the work to changing it. So many times we have an awareness of something that needs to change in our lives, but we won't take the accountability and the action that we need to change it. It's not enough to know that it needs to change. What work are you willing to do to change it that will take your life to the next level? There are certain things that you cannot just identify. There are certain things that you have to confront if you want to see breakthrough in your life. Write that down. There are certain things that we cannot stop at identification 
we have to move from identification to replacement. And the bridge between identification and replacement is breakthrough. Write that down. The bridge between identification and replacement is breakthrough. And you have to make the decision that you are not just going to identify. You are going to replace. You are going to eradicate in your psychological construct so that you can create the reality that you want to see for yourself. What we have to also understand is that your beliefs establish um, the lens through which you see the world and the liberty that you experience in your life. So everything about how you perceive the world around you, how you perceive other people and experiences and trauma and pain and growth, all of this is being shaped by your belief system. So a lot of people will tell me that your thinking is not that important, but everything in your life finds its origin in your thinking. Write that down. Everything that exists, everything that is produced, everything that is created, engineered, manufactured through your life finds its origin in your thinking. So to say that your thinking is not important is to say that your life is not important because your life is connected to your thinking. In fact, your life is attached to your belief system. Write that down. So without your belief system, you don't really have a life because it is the premise and the foundational stone upon which everything in your life is created. What we have to understand is that your life can rise no higher than your beliefs. Write that down. Your life can rise no higher than your beliefs. When I really learned this lesson, oh, my goodness, years, decades ago now, it changed my life because I realized that there was no such thing as a hopeless situation. Uh, There was only a shift in paradigm that had the potential to transform my life. And so I realized that I can't blame history, I can't blame circumstances, I can't blame cultural conditioning, I can't blame contradictions. If I don't experience the life that I want to experience, I can blame nobody but myself because at the end of the day, my life rises only to the level of my belief system. That means that every reality you create is the product of what has taken residence in your mind. Every reality that you create is the product of what has taken residence in your mind. This also means that your world is the byproduct of your belief system. Your world today is the byproduct. One of the things that most people are afraid to do is to sit down and to be quiet with their thoughts. Write that down. One of the most terrifying things for most people is to sit down and to be quiet with their thoughts for two reasons. Number one, We fear the silence. And number two, we're afraid of what we will discover in the silence. And so most people don't want to do that because there comes a time where you have to cut off the noise, sit with your thoughts, and you've got to really examine what do you think, what do you believe, and how has that shaped your life. If your belief system is faulty, it requires um, that everything, it will result in everything that you attempt to build ultimately collapsing. If your belief system is faulty, the result is that everything you attempt to build will collapse. And so a lot of people have falling lives. Their lives are falling apart, and they don't understand that the fall of their lives is linked to a faulty belief system. And so if we can deal with the uh, 
faultiness in the belief system, we can get your life on a sure and a firm foundation again. But faulty beliefs are beliefs that are not consistent with the change you want to create with your life. What we also have to understand is that, moreover, faulty uh, beliefs are ideologies and philosophies that are inconsistent with the person you desire to become. Now, this is heavy. I could probably do 20, 30 shows on this because I've done so much work in my life and with other people over the years. But what I had to do, I had to realize that every time I was trying to progress or to go to the next level uh, personally, professionally, spiritually, even in my relationships uh, with different individuals, I began to realize that these beliefs, underlying beliefs, would show up. And they would say, that is not who you are, that is not what you're going to have, that is not what you're going to create. And I'm like, where is this coming from? So I had to begin to deal with deep-seated thought patterns and processes that were not consistent with the life that I wanted or the person I desired to be. And I had to begin to do the work to affirm Uh, the person that I know that I was created to be and how I want to show up in the world. Uh, I want you to do this for me. I want you to spend some time this weekend. Get your journal. If you listen to my podcast, you should have a journal. If you don't have a journal, get a journal. It will transform your life. I want you to do some work, some work this weekend. I want you to ask yourself this question. How do I want to show up in the world? Because your answer to this question, this is so powerful, your answer to this question will determine what is attracted into your life and what is repelled from your life. How do I want to show up in the world? Don't write one or two words. I want you to write in sentence structure and form and write for as long as you want to. Normally when I ask myself a question, that might turn into 10 or 20 pages because all of these things begin to come up on the inside as I think about the question. But if you will ask yourself, when I ask myself this question, how do I want to show up in the world, it changed everything. Certain people started to be repelled from me. Certain people started to be attracted to my life. Why? Because I changed how I wanted to show up. I changed what was acceptable and what was not acceptable for my life. And you have to make a non-negotiable decision that your values does not change, regardless of who has the ability to discern it or not. It never changes. And if you could get established in that, it will revolutionize your life. I can't stay there. These beliefs are often rooted in the lies, assumptions, and constructs that reflect an unstable and an unbalanced mind. An inferior belief will produce a defeated life. Write that down. An inferior belief will produce a defeated life, and an inferior belief system will always shrink back, embrace false small-mindedness, and settle for less. Write that down. An inferior belief system will always shrink back, embrace small-mindedness, and settle for less. I'm working on some things right now around small-mindedness because I'm just going to be real transparent as I've been through this whole episode, and it's the only way I know how to be. Uh, I told you last week was challenging for me. I got one of those gut punches that just kind of disorients you for a minute, and I had to reset. But one of the things that came up during that time 
is there was this tendency to shrink back on something I know I needed to take action on. But all of a sudden, it was like this paralyzing, dehabilitating type of fear that tried to grip me. And it said, and I heard this voice in the back of my head, even though I was feeling all of this stuff emotionally, I heard that voice that I know so well say to me, don't you dare shrink back. And so what did I have to do? I had to push through it and say, I'm going to do it anyway. And you have to make that decision that you are not going to shrink back, embrace small-mindedness, or settle for less in your life because it's going to always show up. For every next dimension, there is another level of development that you have to do. And so it doesn't matter with every door, every new opportunity, every new platform, every new horizon, there's greater work that I have to do. And courage is a muscle that constantly has to be developed and strengthened. And so it requires new courage, but you have to be willing to confront these things in your life and identify them when they show up. See, I've done so much work in the last 20-plus years that when these things try to show up in my life, I identified it. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what that is. So we're going to persist. We're going to prevail. We're going to produce ABCD and I do it anyway. And that shift changed everything. It first of all changed emotionally. The emotion affects the psychology, and the psychology affected the physiology, and then it just affected everything else. And so you have the power to determine if you're going to stay small and shrink back or if you're going to pursue the life that you were born for. An inferior belief will always maximize opposition and minimize opportunity. So you know that you're dealing with an inferior belief system when you are ready to go to the next level or something big is happening in your life and all of a sudden um, the opposition, even though you've had opposition before, this seems larger than life. This is like the greatest giant you've ever faced because it's trying to minimize the victory and the opportunities that are on the other side of it. And so an inferior belief cannot produce better because it cannot perceive better. Let me say that again. An inferior belief cannot produce better because it cannot perceive better. An inferior belief is entrenched in doubt and enslaved by unbelief. An inferior belief is entrenched in doubt and enslaved by unbelief. And an inferior belief will rule as long as you choose to live adjusted to an old paradigm. Write that down. An inferior belief will rule your life as long as you choose to live adjusted to an old paradigm. Whatever the mind is set upon shapes it. Write that down. Whatever the mind is set upon shapes it. And so what we have to understand and what we have to realize is the power that our minds hold. Now, as we've been dealing with this belief system, you have to establish what you fight for. And what you fight for is connected to vision. The Bible says that where there is no vision, where there is no prophetic utterance, the people cast off restraints and run wild. What we have in the world is not a drug problem, a gang problem, a cartel problem, a prostitution problem, a crime problem. What we have in the world is a generation of people with no vision for their lives. As you've heard me say before, allow anybody to be connected to me or part of my inner circle that does not have vision. Vision is powerful. Vision is the currency of your future. Vision is the ability to see a reality that is not yet born to time. 
Simply put, vision is the ability to use the faculty of imagination to create through the mind's eye today a picture of what is possible for your life tomorrow. Vision is a hope given and a lifesaver. Vision is what creates life. Um, breathe, excuse me, life into dead dreams, abandoned hopes, and disregarded desires. Vision is what conserves and captivates in moments of crisis and uncertainty. Vision is what awakens uh, you to your potential and summons your desires to emerge at a greater level. Vision is essentially your why. It is what awakens you every morning and what makes you feel the most alive. Without vision, life is volatile and void of victory. You need a vision. Every day of your life, you got to get up with a sense of vision. Every day I get up with vision. My vision, part of why I'm on this planet, is to empower people to realize their greatest potential. Part of the reason I'm on this planet is to develop leaders to reach their full capacity and to change the world. Whatever your vision is, you got to get up every day fueled and motivated by that vision. If you don't feed your vision, your vision is going to die. Let me say that again. If you don't feed your vision, your vision is going to die. Every day there are vision uh, thieves, there are vision assassins that are showing up in your life to suffocate you and to suffocate your vision right out of you. And so if you don't feed it every day, that thing will begin to die. Any circumstance is subject to change in your life if you are a person. Vision is powerful. Any obstacle is surmountable for the person with vision. Vision restores our hope. It unlocks expectations and it stirs the heart to action. Vision swallows impossibility, and it brings, um, unlocks the power and the potential of our imagination. Vision will give you and guide you uh, in the direction that your life should go. Ambition dies, but vision ignites unrelenting passion and uh, unwavering pursuit of the life you were born for. Vision unlocks greatness. The final thing that I want to talk about with belief system is it determines the flourishing of your life and your fulfillment. All growth in your life begins in the garden of your mind. Write that down. All growth in your life begins with the garden of your mind. One day I'm going to delve into the garden of the mind in detail, but I can't do it today. A bankrupt belief system will always produce a broken life. A lot of people say, I don't understand why my life is broken. We can look at the bankrupt belief system that produced this broken life. Many people want to raise the quality of their lives, but they don't realize that it begins with raising the quality of their thoughts. An unhealthy mind will only produce an unfulfilled life. And disregarded mind produces a disempowered life. Write that down. A disregarded mind produces a disempowered life. The one thing you cannot afford to do is to disregard your mind. Your mind needs your attention every day. You, people say, how have I developed this level of thinking? How have I become the person that i become today? So many people say that they're inspired and motivated by my life. They don't realize that I give attention to my mind every day. I don't neglect my mind any day. Every day I give my mind undivided attention. 
Why? Because I have to show up as the greatest expression of who I was created to be. I have to bring my best to the world every single day. An unhealthy mind is an unhealed mind. And what we have to understand is that an unhealed mind is a mind that is tormented by trauma, ruled by the past, and programmed for defeat. You heal the mind by taking personal responsibility for your life and accountability for your actions. In other words, you heal the mind by confronting the beliefs that have crippled your life and robbed you of breakthrough. You heal the mind by being willing to be transparent about the things that are troubling your mind and are threatening your transformation. You heal your mind by daring to confront the belief systems that are standing in the way of the change and the breakthroughs that you want to experience. If you want to journey to a better you in 2023, you have got to give time to your belief system. You didn't create your belief system overnight, and you will not deconstruct and reconstruct it overnight as well. But what you must do is you must take daily action to cultivate the type of thinking that is going to produce the reality that you want to see for yourself. I have so enjoyed talking with you today. I could talk about the mind all day, every day for the rest of my life and not get tired because I know the power of it and what it has done for me. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. Do the work this weekend. Write about it. How are you going to show up in the world as the best expression of who you're created to be? And how are you going to address the underlying belief structs and thought processes that are standing in the way of the transformation that you want to see in your life? Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to do life with you. I appreciate you so much for tuning in to this podcast. And I'll see you again real soon for another episode. Until then, stay blessed, stay empowered.